Welcome to Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, a podcast where two amateur mixologists introduce homemade cocktails and discuss what makes each one a giant hit. Now, here are your hosts, Finn and Matthew Henry. Hello, cocktail enthusiasts. Welcome to the Giant Cocktails Happy Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Henry, the Sultan of Stir, here to ensure your cocktail classics are always perfectly poised. Now, let me introduce my esteemed co-host. He's not just any mixologist. He's the Grand Vizier of Vermouth, the Admiral of Apertifs, Ben Henry. Ben's known for charting new territories in the world of cocktails, turning every drink and into an adventurous journey. Together, we're here to shake, stir, and narrate our way through the enchanting world of cocktails. So grab your favorite glass, settle in, and let's start another exciting episode of Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, where the spirits are high and the drinks are always top-notch. How you doing, Grand Vizier? Vizier? Viz, 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 something. I don't know. I've never heard of that word before. Thanks, ChatGPT. I believe... I believe it is vizier. Oh, okay. Which means I'm back. You know what, Matthew? If that's where Chat GPT wants me to be leading the world, you know what? And honestly, Matthew, I don't see how I could be doing a worse job than some of these other yahoos out there. I agreed. Have you seen? And, and I'm not even sure how this guy's doing a bad job yet because he just got into the thing and 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 he's doing a lot of crazy things. They just they just elected him. And it remains to be seen what he's going to do. I think a lot of people think he's a crackpot. But have you seen the guy in Argentina wearing the wearing the the the, the superhero uniform? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I've been a little preoccupied. I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> so I want to. I mean, like, so there you go. Like one of my first moves is being Grand Vizier has already been done by another president. <laughs> so yeah, I can't wear my superhero costume and call myself the first. But but anyway, good news is I'm in charge, folks. Everybody relax. That's right. Take a deep breath. That's right. That's right. Because <laughs> maybe find a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Because <laughs> I'm in charge. <laughs> yeah, lo- load up on the booze, folks. <laughs> it's, all, it's all happening now. That's right. You preppers, you knew this day was coming. Huzzah! <laughs> ben is Grand Vizier. Yeah, so it's safe to say, you know what? Like it always goes to my head. I know it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. I know it's wrong, but I love it. Well, I did I did I did give it a little bit more uh direction this time around, and so I felt like, you know, last week wasn't quite strong enough of a honorific, and so not it gave you not only a, a vizier, but it also gave you admiral, like it just doubled down on him. So I may I may have to go back and tweak that. Like just one is fine. Matthew, I'm the Napoleon of our times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, unlike him, though, I'm not going to have a bunch of historians say in the future, well, actually, he was of average height. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I win, in which case they will write that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, how are things going with you? Let's see. Things are going, things are going horribly. Matthew, I had to do a lot of plumbing recently and i'm not happy about it this week i had to replace the p-trap underneath the sink and i don't know why they call it that because they first of all 
I only the one time have I ever done that in my kitchen sink. Okay, so I don't know why it's called that. You do you do it one time though, and it's forever known as the pee trap. And boy, your wife will take you pretty far down divorce proceedings. It turns out there are limits. Turns, there are lines uh, to be crossed. It turns out, yeah, do not do that again. But anyway, I had to replace the pee trap, and it, you know all the guys on YouTube. They all say it's, it's it's easy peasy. I've seen it done. You know, yeah. chicken chicken McCheesy. I don't know. Anyway, it wasn't. It wasn't easy for me. That consumed like way more time than it should have. Really, it was only a few hours total. But it was it was very frustrating a few hours. So I'm glad that's over. I'm glad that's behind me. But now I have a sink that won't drain. And that means I have more plumbing work ahead of me. This time I'm hoping I don't have to do anything. I just can clear the drain. But yeah, so anyway, that's been my week. Not not a lot of fun. Not really great. Oh, all right. Well, all my kids are home now. My daughter flew in. Well, she tried to fly in. And we have a little airport in, in our town. And it's very convenient that they can she can go straight from San Diego into our little hometown. Except when it's foggy. Oh. And so they diverted her plane to Sacramento. And so luckily she has a twin brother that was uh, willing to go get her from Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, because you couldn't be bothered. Yeah, well, I was going to, but he was like, I'll do it. And I was like, well, I'm not going to turn that down. So he drove out there a four hour round trip uh, trip to get actually four hour plus. But he made some money off of it because there were two little old ladies or older women, I should say, that were sitting next to my daughter and on the plane. And when they found out that she was driving, getting a ride back into Santa Rosa, they asked if they could tag along. And then they ended up paying him a very handsome fee for doing that. So he made like 140 bucks just going out there. Wow. And that could have been 140 of your bucks. Yeah. If I gone. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you, oh. you got swindled. Yeah. You lost out. Oh, well. Oh, well. It, you know, it's better him getting it because it would just gone through me to him anyway. Right. Right. So anyway, that's it. But, you know, Christmas is approaching. Uh, I think when this airs, uh, Christmas will just be a few days away, four days away, something like that. Uh, so question for you. What is your favorite Christmas memory? What is my favorite Christmas memory? I have an answer. I have an answer. Okay. And, and it is the Christmas of the second year of my marriage. But I feel guilty. I feel guilty saying this one out loud. Because because this is the Christmas where I didn't spend it with you. I didn't spend it with our mother. I didn't spend it with any of my children. This was like the first Christmas that my wife and I traveled away. And we spent Christmas on the island of Kauai. And it was just magical. It was magical. It was the first time. I was very young. And it was the first time that I was just away and free from, like, the world. And it was such a relief. And it was just, like, just got to spend time together. And that's my favorite Christmas memory. I'm going with it. I'm going with it. My favorite Christmas memory is when I didn't have to deal with any of the people I love except my wife. Boom. Done. Favorite memory. I'm a bad person. I don't care. Santa is a lie. Wow. I got carried away. I got carried away there. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I have a hard time deciding on what mine is. I mean, I like, I think back to like, I must have been like nine or 10 when I got a, a mongoose BMX type bike that was red with yellow tires. 
and it looked so cool. So cool. And so, so that ranks up there just because of that gift and that memory of seeing that bike and just not wanting to do anything else, but get on that bike. I didn't care about doing anything else. I just wanted to just go out the door and right away. Freedom. And it was, oh, just that feeling of getting a new bike, man, just, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. I think for seasons though, yeah, I, I have fond memories, weirdly enough of after finals in college, you know, I was in New York city and back then there's no internet and all that. You had to like buy your plane tickets, basically like round trips. And so inevitably there'd be like two or three days where I wouldn't have any finals and I would just be in New York city. And those were always the funnest times. Like I would just go and explore like museums and bookshops and do Christmas shopping at Macy's in downtown New York city. And so just those kind of memories are really cool just because I was like, it was my, I was just becoming an adult, uh, doing adult things in one of the biggest cities of the world. So those are great memories for me as well. So those are my favorite Christmas memories. It sounds like Matthew, both you and I value freedom and the absence of obligations to other human beings. <laughs> I suppose, you know, I, I should say probably like my kids first Christmas or things like that, but they were just babies. They didn't really care. Those were like, like productions, you know, like it wasn't like. That's a BS answer. You know, it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And uh, I will say this. I like having the memory of for every year we've had this tradition of decorating our tree and then on Christmas Eve we all we buy <laughs> we have a special set of Christmas pajamas and it's like it's like such a thing that we expect everybody expects to have it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, rituals are nice. Yeah, I like that because it repeats over years and like in the future I will remember that. But my, the single best Christmas, first Christmas away from the rest of humanity. You know, and, and by Christmas I mean American shopping season. Okay, well, yes, I guess, you know, we're all about ourselves and being selfish in our Christmas memories. Uh, freedom! Freedom! That's right. We are selfish, horrible brothers, horrible fathers. <laughs> and, and it's nice to admit that on a public platform like our podcast. But uh, anyway. But, but at the same time, our listeners, are they surprised? No. No, they're not. No. Okay, so you know what time it is, though. Is it that time? It's time for... Tip, tip of, of the, the day. day. Tip of the day, Ben. Tip of the day. So today's tip is about garnishes. And the reason it's about garnishes is because I'm a little garnish heavy today. And so I thought, what we should talk a little bit about garnishes because typically a garnish adds something to the cocktail, right? It adds either a flavor, a scent, or it's something visual to make the, the cocktail stand out. So in my case, I have two different types of garnishes in, in mine. One of them is directly related to what, what's in the cocktail itself. And the other one is strictly for show. When we're deciding whether we want to add a garnish or not, generally you just got to look at it and be like, okay, like if I have a lemon in my in my drink, maybe a lemon peel would be an appropriate garnish, right? I mean, it's very simple. Those are easy things to do. If you are doing something that requires that you want to have like a festive thing, like a candy cane hanging off of your Christmas themed cocktail. Well, there's probably not a candy cane in your cocktail, but you know, you're obviously showing the, the, whoever's getting the drink that this is a Christmas cocktail by adding a candy cane. So anyway, I mean, 
There's not a whole lot to talk about garnishes, but I feel like, especially around the holidays, you can get really creative with uh, holiday garnishes. And and so I will talk about that more when I get into my cocktail, Ben. But do you have anything to add about our tip of the day? Well, the one thing I would add is, is there's a ton of things to talk about garnishes. Garnishes are super important. This is a really good tip. I You should not just wave these away, right? Like the, the, the one thing I would add is if, if you are doing garnishes, they should serve a purpose in the cocktail. And and generally speaking, that purpose should be more than aesthetics, right? It, it should be just doing more than just making it look good. I mean, I get it though. That's That's the main purpose, right? That's why most people think garnishes should be there. But they do add aroma. They do complement the flavors within the cocktail. Uh, some of these are meant to be consumed before. Some of them are meant to be consumed after. You have you have some that can be used to adjust the cocktail to the drinker's preference. This is why a lot of rims are salted or sugared, so that the drinker can decide how much they want to use that or not. And then, yeah. So, I mean, garnishes are super important. and And they are really an easy way to add another layer of complexity to your cocktail. And also a way to make it look purty. But it's not just about looking purty. But but also, Matthew, I was giving you the double birds because you were just basically stealing from my cocktail today. Oh, okay. See, I don't even know what you're doing. So it was an inadvertent steal. I am sorry. Right. You're not sorry. Uh, so anyway, does that should... Uh, yeah. Well, then maybe that's a good segue into your drink, Ben. I think it is a good segue into my drink because today I'm going first, finally. Finally, like every other week. <laughs> Seems like it's it's been two weeks. I know, it's been forever. <laughs> ah, yes, well, so anyway, Matthew, if you remember last week, you your question was, what song would you choose to make a cocktail recipe from hypothetically? And we decided to not make it hypothetical. We decided to make it a real thing. And this week we are presenting those cocktails. And while we still don't quite know what you're going to do, I committed strongly towards a song that doesn't exist called Jingle Balls. <laughs> yes, you, you tweak the rules just a little bit. But <laughs> Well, I saw on a list a song called Silver Balls, and then I realized it was just the old classic Silver Bells. I, uh, I was disappointed. But then we started talking about it, and you said, if you want to go with balls, you do you. And then I was like, wait, if I can go with Silver Balls, can I go with Jingle Balls? And you were like, I have to. Yes. I said I encourage it. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I'm presenting today, Matthew. I'm presenting my original cocktail, Jingle Balls. But we also know, Matthew, that I am on a bubble kick. So so the jingle balls had to have bubbles. Okay. I was thinking about this all week, but I was having a really hard time getting started. And I actually came up with a couple of recipes that I didn't actually follow through on. So you're lucky that my cocktail isn't one and a half ounces of Goldschlager <laughs> with two peppermint candies at the bottom of a flute topped with sparkling white wine. Kava, to be exact. Because that was one idea. Oh, and then I was going to add to that, um, I was going to add to that some of that, what is that, Those, they call it cocktail caviar? Have you ever seen these things? There's these like little gelatin balls. Oh, right, yeah. But 
Okay, anyway, that's not what I'm presenting today, but I did strongly consider that recipe. But I was at the, the I was at the, you know, the total, um, the total, the, you know, totally. The total booze and, uh, and drinks. Yeah, totally, totally booze and more store. And um, they actually had this stuff out on the shelf that was very reminiscent of Goldschlager. And I was like, that's it. That's what I'm getting. That's going to be the base of my cocktail. And so what it is, and this is not fancy stuff, folks. Okay. I'm not pretending like this is highbrow stuff. I'm just not. Okay. So let's just, the the name of the cocktail is Jingle Balls. Okay. (laughs) What did you expect? But anyway, it's called Enchanted Flurries. And it is a gin-based liqueur that is raspberry flavored. But Matthew... It has <gasps> sparkles, gold flakes in it, just like Goldschlager, but a lot of them like Goldschlager. Like, I don't know what they've done to it in recent years, but they, they, they put a lot less gold in there now. This one, they did not chintz on it. And I don't know. I hope that's gold. Uh, but anyway, that's what is the is the base of my cocktail today. So my cocktail calls for one ounce of a gin raspberry liqueur that has gold flakes in it called Enchanted Flurries. And then to that, I added half an ounce of ginger liqueur. This I'm using my favorite one, Domaine de Canton. Half an ounce of that. Half an ounce of lemon juice. So this is basically kind of a French 75 base. And then you need uh, six to eight mint leaves and two raspberries, as well as four ounces of sparkling white wine. You kind of have to be careful assembling this cocktail because you want to keep the gold flakes in it, but you don't want to keep the chunks of mint that are going to come along as you're making this. So it's a little bit of a process to make this cocktail. So the way that you do it is you take your gin raspberry liqueur and your raspberries, and you add those to the bottom of a champagne flute. Then you're going to take your ginger liqueur your lemon juice, and your mint leaves, and you're going to put them in a cocktail shaker. You're going to gently muddle the mint, and then you're going to shake that with ice until chilled. It's not going to have a lot of volume because you're going to be missing the gin raspberry liqueur, and it's also a little smaller than your normal cocktail to begin with because we're going to be topping this with champagne. So it's not going to be super heavy on the on the volume when you're done with it. And as consequently, you don't need to put in quite as much ice as you normally would when you shake it. But then you're going to double strain that into a separate vessel. I advise it doing into a separate vessel that is clean. So that will remove all of the mint leaves. Then you're going to, and I'm going to do this now actually because I'm making this live, because, folks, you got to take care of your bubbles, remember? You pour that on top of your raspberries and your gin raspberry liqueur. And then you're going to give that a gentle swirl. Don't swirl too hard because it'll leap outside the top of the flute. And then you're going to top that with your sparkling white wine, which I already opened it before we recorded. I know last week I recorded myself opening the bottle two weeks ago or whatever that was. I forgot. I opened it too early. But anyway, there you have it. And it looks really fancy. It's got all these gold flakes just floating through it as the bubbles are popping up into the air. The the two little raspberries float to the top like little jingle balls should. 
And it's bubbly, and it's bright, and it's minty because it's Christmas, and it's red because it's Christmas, and it's sparkly because it's jingly, and it's got two raspberries because of balls. And there you have it, folks. Jingle balls. I'm pretty impressed. It actually sounds like a pretty tasty cocktail. It is pretty tasty. I wouldn't drink this um, raspberry gin liqueur by itself, but mixing with other things, it's quite nice. It's quite nice. And it just is a bright, crisp, festive, bubbly cocktail. It's not the fanciest thing in the world, but you know what? It's got gold flakes. So Yeah. I mean, the visual presentation there. I mean, talk about a garnish, right? I mean, that's... Exactly. That's, 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 uh, that's, you got lots going on there in the visual world. Indeed. That's what I envisioned, right? I was like, okay, it's got to be sparkly. It's got to be flashy. And then I was like, oh, but it's got to be jingle bell-y, right? It's got to be Christmassy, right? And so that's why I went with the mint. And, uh, and then I thought, okay, well, let's just make this a French 75 base because, you know, never go wrong with a French 75. Ben, you're a genius. <laughs> oh. Only you could make uh, raspberry liqueur with gold flakes into a, 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 what should we call this? A Christmas classic. I can already see this is going to be, you know, a classic for all time. That's right. The jingle balls. And everybody will say it with a straight face except you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think it's uh, I actually am pretty impressed because you, know, you went into Total Wines and More and you just were like inspired. Yeah. And uh and, and, you know, that's sometimes you just got to do that. And uh, I love it. I love that. And I'm the fresh mint leaves. Does it really leave that kind of peppermint kind of taste onto it? Do you get a little of that? It really just depends on how many leaves you use. It, the hardest thing to pick up is the raspberry flavor. And that's just because it's already part of a gin raspberry liqueur and it is mixed now with a lot of other things. And so it doesn't come out super strong. But honestly, you could do this with gin, Chambord and, and Domaine de Canton. Because I don't, I mean, this stuff doesn't look like they're going to sell it year round. You know, this looks, <laughs> this is like, uh, this is like a, a holiday, you know, special. So I don't know that you're going to be able to follow, find, find this particularly year round, but. Uh, Unless the college kids pick it up and uh, run with it. They're dive bars. Yeah. I don't really know who they're targeting with this, quite honestly, but they had sold some. Middle-aged podcasters, apparently. Middle-aged podcasters. There you go. There you go. Uh, it's it wasn't quite on sale, but it was never that expensive. Got it. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, good job, Ben. Thank you. Jingle balls. Jingle balls. Come Happy on. American shopping season, everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so I guess we'll talk about my cocktail. Uh, so my I I actually tested two drinks this week. One was uh, Rudolph's nose. And the other one was Feliz Navidad. And Rudolph's nose, I just couldn't get the balance right. And it kept coming out too sweet. And uh, and so I abandoned Rudolph and decided to go with Feliz Navidad. And my the so I'll, let me tell you what's in it. And then I'll tell you about the process of making this. So it has two ounces of Blanco tequila, a half ounce of clear creme de cacao, a quarter ounce of cinnamon simple syrup, three quarter ounces of lemon juice and a sprig of rosemary. All right. So what you're going to do is you're going to, in a shaker, you're going to put the rosemary and the simple syrup, the cinnamon simple syrup and, and lightly muddle it in the bottom of a shaker. Then you're going to add your tequila and your creme de cacao and your lemon juice. And you're going to, and some ice. You're going to shake that. You want to shake it for a good 
12 to 15 seconds. You really want this to be chilled and diluted. It needs a little bit more dilution. Uh, and then you're going to double strain it because you will have rosemary chunks and things like that. You will double strain this into a chilled coupe glass and you will garnish it with a rosemary sprig. And I have chosen strictly for show three cranberries. So it uh, adds a little red pop into the Feliz Navidad. And so the reason I'm um, so now let's walk through this. So the Feliz Navidad is a, is a nod to the tequila. Right. So you don't see too many tequila Christmas drinks out there. And what I was really going for was a clear cocktail. I wanted this to be really clear and I was going to name it something like, you know, Frosty's Demise and maybe garnish it with a with a carrot stick or something for the nose. But but Frosty didn't have a carrot nose. So I had to abandon that idea altogether. All so um, what Frosty does not have a carrot nose. He actually has just like a. Oh, he's got coal. Is it coal? Well, he's just got like a regular nose, like this, the hat. The hat just forms him into like this, you know, fat snow body. What? But he doesn't have like. Frosty the snowman is just a man in a, in a, in a, in a snowman suit? Yeah. Yeah. Google him. He just looks like, yeah. Oh my, this is, okay. Okay. You keep talking. I got research to do. I know. I know. So, so, you know, so, so I was definitely like trying to find the right drink for the right song. And so finally I decided that this was it. And so, so the tequila and the, the creme de cacao, I think are natural, right? You get a little chocolatey kind of flavor there. The cinnamon syrup, simple syrup, the cinnamon adds a nice little kind of spice to it. The lemon juice. So this is kind of almost a tequila sour really, because the lemon juice, you definitely need a lot of it to kind of counteract the sweetness of the creme de cacao and the simple syrup. And then the rosemary in there just ends, lends a little bit of that piney kind of herbally kind of smell. And, uh, and so it really evokes Christmas. So, so that's what I'm drinking today. A, a, a clear, almost clear, uh, drink called the Feliz Navidad. Thump, thumpity, thump, thump, thumpity, thump. And I think, you know, it's got a nice balance. You could, if you like it a little sweeter, you could up the cinnamon simple syrup to half an ounce if you want a little sweeter. But, you know, the sweetness and then the tartness of the lemon juice kind of really kind of, you know, make it nice and balanced, I think. And uh, and I'm really digging the rosemary in there. I actually had cardamom bitters in there for my first go around, uh, which was quite nice. So if you didn't have rosemary and you wanted to add cardamom bitters, that would be fine. But I instead swapped out the bitters for the rosemary. And I'm really liking that idea. It definitely adds a little bit of that pininess that I think evokes Christmas. So that's uh, that's what I got today, Ben. The Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Uh, that actually sounds like a really cool cocktail. I like the the attempt to make it completely clear. Can you hold that up again so I can see it? Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit, it's a little bit <laughs> um, opaque because of the... Yeah, it's opaque. Yeah, the lemon juice and then the 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 cinnamon and the simple syrup. I think really did me in. I think it it made a little bit of a off color syrup that uh, that that kind of ruined the clearness. Right, and shaking a cocktail also adds air, and so you are going to get a frothiness and sort of uh, you're going to create a, a more frothy uh, and less clear cocktail. So so that definitely comes from the shaking. But the lemon juice is absolutely going to 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 uh, undermine the effort to make it clear. But I definitely do like that. Uh, I like the very white 
clear color. Um, and I do want to talk more about the cocktail you made rather than the, uh, and the name that you gave it rather than the name that you didn't. But the first thing I have, but, but, the, but before we do that, I do have to tell you, Matthew, Frosty the Snowman was a jolly and happy soul with a corncob pipe and a button nose. Button nose and two eyes made out of coal. Yeah, yeah. And two eyes made out of coal. Right, right. But then when it becomes alive, you don't see the button nose. You don't see the coal. Like, it's just... Right, right, right. But what he melted, he would be no longer alive, right? He'd be the opposite of alive. Oh, okay. Okay, but there was no carrot, so that's my point, right? There was no carrot in his nose. Right, right. On YouTube, the kids say he would be unalive, (laughs) right? But we're not on YouTube. We're on a podcast, so we can actually speak like adults here (laughs) because, you know, because the free internet. And we can say that when Frosty's dead... Um, his nose would turn back into a button. And I would tell you that would be an inappropriate garnish to put into your cocktail because generally speaking, you want your garnishes to be edible. Yeah, like the coal too. I don't think you want coal in your uh, glass. Or at least herbal, right? Nobody's going to... Yeah, yeah. But you could put maybe like some sort of chocolate in there. Whatever. You made the Feliz Navidad. Um... I really like the the flavor profile here. The the the, the tequila and the creme de cacao and the cinnamon. Hmm. This just sounds like a very warm Christmas. You know, like yeah, tequila doesn't show up in a lot of winter and 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 Christmas themed cocktails or holiday season cocktails, but I feel like it should. Yeah, so I really like this. I you know, you said that my cocktail is probably gonna gonna become a, a classic and it probably will. But I really think it yours should. Yeah. I mean we're not, you know, professional bartenders and we're not it's not being published in a book or anything. So yeah. Oh, well not yet. It's not being published in a book yet. We could always self publish on, on on Amazon anyway, Matthew. I don't know if you know that. All right. Coming next Christmas. Christmas 2024. Oh, no. That sounds like too much work. <laughs> we got them all written down. That's true. We do. That's true. We do. We just, you can go out and take a bunch of pictures. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting way off. We're getting way off. You know what? I, I really like this exercise. I enjoyed this. Like, you know, taking a song, taking some, some sort of external inspiration and using it to inspire us to create a new recipe. And I think it allowed us to not feel constrained by by templates and, and all that sort of stuff. Although I think we both relied on them. I did especially. But I didn't feel constrained by that. You know, it, it was really like I wanted to go find things that were evocative of the song or fictional song. And and then and then I applied that to a template. And so so that was really cool. I really enjoyed this exercise. It was a, it was a good idea, Matthew. Thank you. Every now and then I get one. But uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed it, too. And uh, I actually am really pleased with my Feliz Navidad and uh, it will become a norm in my household. And um, I can't wait to hear what Scott says about it. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wait. Did anybody make that cocktail that we told him to make? I know we only have like 10 listeners and so it's not it's 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 like it's a lot to expect. But uh yeah, I guess nobody did it. Well, you know, that's fine. That's fine. I guess we'll just have to make it ourselves. Maybe we'll make that next week. I don't even remember what it was. But I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay. Well, I think we're done. I think so. Wrap us up. 
vizier or was it vizier 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 yes vizier vizier wrap us up vizier wrapping up well there you have it folks the jingle balls and feliz navidad if you liked either of these cocktails enough to try them yourselves or maybe you made something better take a photo of it or maybe just paint a word picture and send it to us on instagram the twitter formerly known as twitter threads or mastodon we love to interact with you all, and it really helps the show. You know what else helps the show, Matthew? Leaving us a positive rating on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend, in-law, casual acquaintance, or even a complete stranger about our show. That's right. And if you're wondering why I wrote Scott out of the show, well, that's personal. And... <laughs> Poor Scott. He knows what he did. We'll see you all next Monday when we'll be drinking these same cocktails <laughs> while I whine and Matthew raves about the newest New York Yankee, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Until then, Matthew, cheers, my friend. Cheers, Ben. Bye, everybody. I mean, it's, he probably, it's, come on, folks. Come on, folks. Uh, God, this is going on way too long. Goodbye is what I'm trying to say. Just, just goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Okay, goodbye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up. So you're not going to say anything. You're just you're just going to say it's pretty, and that's it. Okay, I'll go into a little more detail. But we were running low on time, so I was trying to like be, uh, but uh, but I could I could say more. Okay, you could say Ben, you're a genius, <laughs> and I can't believe that you took a title like that and actually made a decent cocktail out of it. You're you're the best. You're the best. I'm going to get you two bottles of banana liqueur for Christmas. That's what you could say. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they uh, they fill them up with vodka, and they're like little. I don't know what are they like. They're like boba, but instead of having tapioca inside, they have vodka inside. Which is to me is like, why isn't that what boba is? Yes. If that's what boba is, I'd be getting it all the time. I'd be like these teenagers out there just lining up for for my boba. But that would probably be bad. I, I actually I see all kinds of reasons why that would be bad.